does it get any better than Chicago food? From longtime favorites to newly opened locations, Italian beef joints to pizza places, burritos to sushi, Chicago's very own eats celebrates a wide range of food and restaurants in the greater Chicagoland area. Hosts Kevin Powell and Michael Piff welcome you into their daily food talk in the WGN Radio break room as they discuss their latest foodie adventures, their top five lists, the latest social media arguments, interviews with chefs, and conversations with local celebs about their favorite places to eat. This is Chicago's Very Own Eats. It's another edition of Chicago's Very Own Eats, a very filling edition of Chicago's Very Own Eats, at least for myself, Kevin Powell, and the man next to me, Mike Piff. We uh, just got back from Manny's Deli, and it was your first experience. Um, and, and we'll get into We talked to Dan Raskin, who's a fourth-generation owner at Manny's. They were kind enough, kind enough to bring us out to Manny's. It's the second time you and I have done a podcast uh, on location, remote, however you want to refer to it. It's just great being there. It's such a good vibe inside the restaurant. You know, everyone told us about how this place is Chicago classic, and I understand why now after yeah. going there. And it kind of goes into what we talked about in our last episode about these classic places. You do feel at home when you walk into Manny's. It's comfortable. You also, we're here, you know, it's a rainy day here in Chicago. We go in there and feel warm all over again. It's fantastic. I don't have a cafeteria line at at home, but I understand what you're... (laughs) I understand the vibe you're going with, Mike. I, I, it uh, it does. It is a very you welcome, don't you it, don't have a cafeteria. <laughs> I wish line. I did. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> um, but they do have a cafeteria line at Manny's, and it is uh, quite a throwback and quite the experience. We'll get into our food thoughts and our reaction to that. We'll get our post game food reaction. But let's get to our conversation with Dan Raskin. He's a fourth generation owner of Manny's, and again, we stopped by Manny's uh, today. Did the podcast on site. Here's our conversation with Dan. All right, Chicago's very own Eats is live at Manny's. Uh, not much introduction needed for Manny's Deli. Uh, we're here with Dan Raskin, fourth-generation owner. I'm Kevin Powell along with Mike Piff. Dan, thanks for jumping on. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. So yesterday, uh, I do sports in the afternoon, and John Williams, our host, is talking about Manny's. <laughs> Next thing you know, you are texting into our WGN text line and delivering sandwiches for John Williams. Yeah, I mean, every time we get excited whenever we're on the, the radio or any press. So, And I know John's been a, a loyal customer for a long time, especially during the pandemic. He would check in on us a lot. So uh, I, I just wanted to say thank you and sent over some food. And he uh, he messaged me back and said I, he, I made him the most popular guy in the office for the day. So. <laughs> well, somebody came into the newsroom and was like, you know, there's Manny's in the kitchen. And within, I'm not kidding, five minutes, Dan, I walked out there. There wasn't a crumb left. I mean, whatever you guys sent did not last long. This is Mike's first visit to Manny's. I've been here before. You guys have a lot of fun on Twitter. You and I were talking about this a little bit. And um, since it's Mike's first time, yesterday you guys had a poll on Twitter, corned beef or pastrami, who you got. So, Mike, what are you eyeing on the Manny's menu? So I keep hearing that the corned beef is what it's all about. And then our friend Luke Stuckmeyer reached out and said roast beef. Am I going to be right in going, leaning towards the corned beef, though? Because you can't go wrong with the corned beef. <laughs> I, I think the pastrami is, oh, okay. uh, is really good. Um, but I think really the best way to go is do a corned beef pastrami combo. 
problem solved. That was a big like sigh of relief for Mike. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to after. Um, let's talk about the history of Manny's a little bit. It says nine, since 1942 on your sign. I did did a little research here, Dan. The current location, 1965, is when this one started. Your fourth generation. Just talk about the history and the start of Manny's, and we can get a little bit more of the just a couple tables down by where there's a plaque on the wall that says David Axelrod's table. I know this is a staple for politicians on the campaign trail and things like that, but talk about the origin of Manny's and, and how it all started. So Manny's was re- originally started by Jack and Charlie Rask, and Jack was my great-grandfather, and uh, Jack and Charlie were brothers, and they purchased an original deli from someone else that, that was in the business on the north side of the city, and after they purchased that, they the reason why it was for sale was the neighborhood was changing, and uh, they knew that, but they just wanted to get started in the, in the industry. Um, they had other types of jobs, but they kind of knew that they wanted to be in this industry so they purchased that and then they moved they they ran it for a little bit moved around then they moved to the west side which a lot of people know the great west side and uh, that was like a very jewish area at the time a lot of merchants jewish owned shops and um right when they moved there they also had some bad timing and that's when everything was really in this neighborhood so in uh 1965 um manny had taken over from jack at the time and they opened up in in uh this neighborhood they were on van buren and halstead for a little bit then roosevelt and halstead and then finally in this location so um it was much smaller it probably only had like eight tables in it um, and now we're a lot of tables. So, well, good food and good customer service will typically keep uh, people coming back. But what is it about Manny's that's allowed it to last so long and still be such an iconic brand in Chicago? So, I think one of the the biggest things that's kept us alive and in here is that there's someone from our family that's usually here all the time, but also that we're always around. Uh, a lot of restaurants. Um, have hired help that are always running it and you just don't get the same love and care that you get when there's a family member who's who's always here so um and we also never tried to expand too much so a lot of restaurants when they're very successful they try to scale it and open up a bunch and we've kept it so that we're just operating everything ourselves with one location and uh it's it's been able to stay successful So part of how our interview came together here on Chicago's Very Own Eats is we had this conversation about classic Chicago restaurants. And we asked Twitter, you know, Chicago Twitter basically, all right, what comes to mind first when we say classic Chicago restaurants? Of the hundreds of responses we got, more than half said Manny's Deli. So when you hear something like that, like, how do you feel? I mean, it makes you feel great. Um we've we've obviously tried really hard to keep multiple generations of people coming and i think that's really the key that not only my multiple generation owner here but there's multiple generations of customers that really have deep roots and great memories here and the the food's always great i mean we don't change the quality it's basically the same exact thing we've been serving since we opened so people always know what they can get but there's a lot of nostalgia of coming here and reliving the memories of when you came here as a little kid the first time you came and then who you've been here with and and just all the memories of coming here but a lot of our staff itself is really what makes it too is that we've had people like we currently have employees that have been here for 45 plus years so any any place that has someone who's working there that long obviously gets a great rapport with um, the customers but you're you're serving 
um, to a better standard because they know what they're doing. It's not a different person every day making something for you, and it, it just keeps us more consistent and better quality. And the cafeteria style, you don't see it often, but it still totally works here, and it's such a throwback. It's kind of fun, too. You get in line, you work your way down the line. Um, yeah, it's definitely unique these days. Uh, when you look back in the 40s and 50s and 60s, it was very popular. There's a lot of places like that, and that was kind of towards when lunch was the main meal of the day and, and not dinner. So, so people would go to work, they'd have a big lunch, and then they'd go home and they'd have something smaller um, and then start their day all over again. But we've always had a lot of customers that came here like for um, breakfast and lunch and then or breakfast or lunch and dinner. So we, we get a lot of people who are making it their, their spot to always go. Twitter can be an awful place. It can also be very beneficial. Um, as Mike mentioned, we got a lot of traction talking about uh, our last topic. Uh, you and I, before we started recording, talking about, um, and I remember this, when you guys just put out there on Twitter during the pandemic, we're struggling a little bit. And the reaction was incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things that we've always done on all social media platforms is to be honest and, and always talk like about what's going on with us and ask customers their opinions, whether to find out if they what meats they like, what breads they like. Um, if we stop serving a dish here, what types of dishes that, that they'd want us to bring back or something they miss just to kind of gauge our, fa- our fan base. I mean, there's so many people who, like I said, are multiple generation that there's certain things they miss and we don't always get to talk to them so it's a great way to interact with them but during the pandemic we were obviously struggling a lot and with the downtown really closed off not having as many people downtown which we're still having that type of issue now but it was pretty bad i mean we went from serving about a thousand meals a day to like 30 some days so it was it was pretty hard and my goal was to keep everybody working the whole time I mean, these a lot of these employees have been here for so long that it's like my own family members, and I couldn't imagine sending them home and being like, "Okay, there's no job for you anymore." So, especially like in the beginning when there was no government aid, um, there was the rioting. It was you didn't know what was happening. We we decided to just like tell people, "Hey, we need people to start coming back downtown." Like we understand that. It, like some people have different safety levels, but you got to support some of these places. You got to support us and make sure that we can get through and keep doing this and keep our staff going. And it was incredible. I mean, we we had lines for a few weeks. Um, we were in the news. Like it, it was just a great time for us. And obviously, it's a, a great memory to have. We ended up winning like a big Twitter award for it. And and the other brands were like big national brands and then there's Manny's so maybe someday Elon Musk will present you with a Twitter award I love that (laughs) (laughs) well you know kind of piggybacking on that you guys are having fun with Twitter and your social media channels right now what is I guess the strategy for you guys nowadays with social media and and what you guys are doing on there I think the key for us is to be ourself and and just be the voice of Manny's and there's so many different voices within the restaurant itself so there's like us as the the family ownership there's the guys who work in the line like Gino and Ozzy and Rory and and just to interact with people people are just looking whether they're Chicago people that moved to the west coast or east coast they they just want to remember the times that they had here so they love interacting with us and almost every day we get someone who like messages us and be like oh I miss this like when can I come back or we'll post a picture and they'll be like I can't wait to come back to Manny's or can you ship me one so it's uh I mean it's just a great way to interact with people and um get them wanting to 
to come back and be in there for him. Uh, part of the the history is politicians stopping by, as I alluded to. Where, how did that start? Was there like a, f- a first politician who came in here because you know President Obama had been in here, um, many others. So how, how did that become a thing? So they kind of always had come in on their own, just from being a meeting place from the south side. Is that there was a lot of obviously the city so large that being right on the outskirts of downtown, that it was just a common meeting place where people can meet up. Um, one of the the main people who started out here was David Axelrod. When he moved to Chicago from New York, he went to University of Chicago, and he would come sit here and do his homework, basically, at Manny's. And he was about the same age as my dad, and he became friends with my dad. And as he started out as a reporter, and then he, he had his own PR firm and uh, strategy firm. So he, he basically started bringing in the candidates that he was representing, and he really liked Manny's just because it reminded him of home, but also that there was such a broad diversity of customers that came here. It wasn't just the, the Wall Street guys. It wasn't just attorneys. It was basically everyone from Chicago. So it was like a great melting pot to, to just see for yourself, but then for his candidates to come and introduce themselves and shake hands. And it's really become a thing that people want to come here and shake hands. And if you want a, a great base of people to, to talk to and get them to know you, they, they come here. And then usually on election day, it's uh, if you don't come to Manny's, you're, you're probably not going to win because you, 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 don't, you don't have the luck of that day so um on election day everyone seems to find a time to stop by well it is i mean classic chicago what we've been talking about is a spot typically where just everyone has the same sort of feelings about a restaurant i mean like you like you mentioned i walked in this morning and there's a handful of construction workers making their way through the line and crushing a big corned beef sandwich and you've got a handful of others so it, it does feel like it's a spot for anybody absolutely right i mean obviously um people know that they're going to come here and get a really good quality uh, fulfilling meal so they whether it's a treat to somebody or they're a regular here every day it's it's homemade good feeling food that will that will keep you happy and especially today is like a, a little cooler day we're, we're going to have a lot of uh, people trying to warm up with us today it, I know it's not the nicest of day as we record this. Rain is falling, but it is like a perfect spot to hang on a, rain, a rainy, cool day in Chicago. Um, kind of a t- touchy subject right now, but basically everything costs more, which makes another strain for restaurants, even coming out of the pandemic. H- how has that been like for you guys? Pastrami, corned beef, all the delicious meat. I'm sure that's been a struggle as well. Yeah, I mean, every single day items go up and i don't think people really understand because when you go to the grocery store you might buy like a hundred dollars with the groceries sixty dollars with the groceries um i think people understand that things have gotten more expensive but they have not stopped on the restaurant level and there's even some things that you can go to the grocery store and buy for less than i can buy from my vendors for some reason but um one of the things that we've always done here at manny's is that we don't change the quality or don't change the recipes of things so I mean, there's alternatives that you can buy that to cut costs, but that's not something that we do. And it's not just food costs. It's labor costs. It's everything across the board. So when you're coming in getting a sandwich, it's not just the cost of your meat and bread. It's the families of the employees that are serving it. It's, it's the gas. It's the electricity. It's every single part has gone up in the last few years that you're paying for. So we really do our best to to not change anything and 
let, letting people know that if you want the food, obviously it might have gone up a little bit in price, but you're going to get exactly what you ordered, and it's not going to be different than it was 50, 60, 70 years ago. Don't get angry at Manny's, folks, for the cost. Buy the sandwich and enjoy it. Uh, anything else you got, Mike? Well, as Kevin mentioned, it's my first time here. And, you know, I've been hearing about Manny since I was a kid when Bruce Levine was doing reads on the radio, like, every Saturday. So, like, I knew about Manny's. And my dad would tell me about he would come here with his office twice a year. It was a huge event for them and their company. So, like, I've got this. I'm excited, as you can tell, in in my voice especially. So... How should I start off my Manny's relationship here? What when I you know step in the line? What would you recommend I do? First off, you can't go wrong with anything. Okay. Um, but I think the newbies, uh, the best thing to do is if you're interested in trying the soup, our matzo ball soup is really good, and then uh, a combo corned beef pastrami sandwich. And if you really want to 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 go a little bit deeper, you can get a combo Reuben, which is really good. So it's got the melted cheese and kraut and grilled bread and like that. That really puts the sandwich together. But um, definitely a combo sandwich and a matzo ball soup. I'm getting hungry. Anything else you want to just mention about Manny's or or plug before we let you go, Dan? We really appreciate your time. I just think that we we've really gotten to understand in the last few years of the pandemic, like how important our customer base is and that they've always been here for us and we hope that we're there for them as well but like when times were tough and and we were like i said had 30 customers um a day that people really stepped up and you really saw how much people loved us and how much we love them in return so it's it's just great to be able to be in a business like this and uh, to carry on our legacy Dan Raskin, fourth generation owner of Manny's we need to get some sandwiches mike thank thank you dan for the time thanks for having me All right, thanks again to Dan Raskin and the uh, very friendly folks over at Manny's Deli. Uh, We went there today and and talked to Dan, and it was a a great time. So let's talk about the food, Mike. And we got into it a little bit with Dan, obviously. But after we finished our conversation with Dan, he brought us a lot of food. And um, it was your first time, so why don't you go first about what your experience was like and what you ate, what you did like. Yeah, so I went with Dan's recommendations, which was, one, the combo of the pastrami and uh, corned beef. And I got to tell you guys, uh, amazing combo, for one. Two, it's so tender and the meat is cut so thin that you just bite right through. It's not too chewy. It's an incredible sandwich, but it catches up with you Mm -hmm. as you get more full. And he also recommended we try the knish. And now I want a knish with every meal I have going forward. The (laughs) gravy on that thing was unreal. Um, and got a potato pancake with it. You got to mix well. in something light, so we mixed in potato pancakes. Of course, the lightness of a potato pancake. It, yeah, it, it's a meal you need a nap after. It was fantastic. Um, I've been to Manny's before, and I love their corned beef. I think that's maybe only like the third time I've actually been there, but I've had Manny's catered and things like that, and it's always fantastic. And I love, um, love their corned beef. But I did try a sliver of your pastrami. Pastrami or corned beef in general, if you could only have one, Mike, what are you going with? Well, now that I've had the Manny's versions, and you guys asked me about this earlier, I've changed my vote completely. I am pastrami all the way going forward. And you know what? I mean, we talked to Dan, and he had a good point. Midwesterners love their corned beef. And I like it, too, you know, especially around... uh, 
you know, St. Patty's Day. Day and and the occasional just awesome sandwich from any like south suburban place I can find one because that's where it's very very good. But uh, nah, man, pastrami all the way. Yeah, their, their pastrami is is unbelievable. He uh, Dan was kind enough because you and I were like, all right, let's get some sandwiches or maybe half a sandwich and some soup. I also got the sweet and sour cabbage soup. I love cabbage soup, and theirs was fantastic. Um, the knish, though, and I think, uh, and, and as Dan said, he's like, I want I want you guys to try a couple things that maybe people don't always get, and the knish is one of them, which is basically meat stuffed inside of dough and then smothered in gravy. Again, right. another light food item over at Manny's. It was so good, and the gravy was so rich and perfect. I was dipping my potato pancake in that gravy, <laughs> uh, and I want more of it. I just want—can I just buy the gravy by, like, the the quart? There's so much there moving through the cafeteria line other than—and, of course, they're obviously known for the corned beef, the pastrami, the sandwiches— I mean, you could just get a real good hearty type old school meal, whether it's a, the beef stew or some of their soups. They even had like this barbecued smoked turkey that leg that you looked could get amazing. Something different every day of the week. You could you could, and it's uh, again, you know, it, it, going back to our last episode, which was the classic Chicago restaurants. You you walk into Manny's and you instantly feel that classic. Um, it met classic, the hype. The classic feel to it. Yes. You know? It met the hype. And, you know, I think this is going to be almost like a side series that we do where we try a bunch of these classic Chicago places, right? You know, here's another project for us. On top of the Portillo's picture on the wall target list. Um, but <laughs> We should just check off spots we should do podcasts at from, from our classic Chicago podcast episode. I agree. I agree completely. And we should bring friends with us. I feel like the people that that are recommending these, you know, I may get a Herb Lawrence out to one of these. Yes, if you're listening, (laughs) Herb, we we will get you out there. Herb suggested on Twitter to put the potato pancake on the corned beef sandwich, which sounds... um, I mean, you might get through two bites of that. Because <laughs> th- that's just outrageous. It does sound think, delicious. I don't think it's uh, a bad move, though. It's like when you go to like a, uh, a hot chicken place and you get like waffle fries or something. Put the fries on top of your chicken sandwich. It works it's just too much, Mike. Do it for it with it's your Chick Fil A. Trust me, it'll change your life. Well, you and I got through half of our sandwiches. I certainly wasn't going to eat all of it because <laughs> they stack it on high. I maybe got a quarter of the way through the potato pancake. You and I sort of split the knish together. And I got about halfway through the cabbage soup as well. So we have lots of leftovers. I know. Week. I have lunch tomorrow. I'm so excited for it already. Yeah, I might just not eat the rest of the week, Mike, because I am absolutely <laughs> stuffed. Uh, after this, I've got to go You know, do the radio show. I might try to mix a nap in at some point. But no, the, the whole experience is great. Everybody knows the name Manny's. It's not like you need our recommendation to go try it. But if you haven't actually been to the location... Uh, Jefferson and Roosevelt. I've got that. Yes, right. you got. You nailed it. Um, go check it out. It's a good throwback. Whether you go for an early lunch, if you're still coming to downtown for work, or if you're coming to the city on the weekend, make a trip out of it. It's it's totally worth your time. And thank you so much to Dan and the people at at Manny's who were who were so kind to us. And I uh, we need to head back there soon. But um, I mean, they made friends for life with us. <laughs> they did. You know, I was I was happy to be with you, Mike, for your first experience of Manny's. Yeah, I got to introduce you to my favorite wings. You got to yeah. introduce me to Manny's. This is another thing we're going to do our different pilgrimages when we try these things. I we need to do Vito and Nick's though down the road. I do. I yes. think we need to record that experience. 
That would be uh, that's up there. I it just, might it, it, it might not me. sound suitable visit. for work after you eat it. But <laughs> uh, thank you again to the our friends at at uh, Manny's. Uh, just a great experience. Thank you for listening. Um, any other final thoughts on the the experience at Manny's, Mike? I think Man, we've kind of laid it all out. I, you did. You did a great job with it. But I do want to say, like Dan was very very hospitable, and I mean. When I talk about there being a fam, like your at home vibe, it, it comes from the values of his family and how they treat this place, where there's a member of the family always there to welcome you there, which I think goes a long yeah. way, especially in Chicago. You know, this kind of community that loves that kind of thing. For sure. Great time. Great experience. Appreciate everybody tuning in. And thanks. Uh, lately, we've been getting a lot of good Twitter traction on uh, things we've been posting. You've been putting out there, Mike. So we appreciate everybody uh, reaching out and just adding a little something to the podcast. But we'll have uh, something new uh, next week as well. But thank you very much uh, for listening. For Mike Piff, I'm Kevin Powell. This is Chicago's very own Eats. Eats.